Clearshore presents Technology, Innovation, and Great Power Competition 2022 Wrap-Up by Steve Blank January 5, 2023 at steveblank.com We just wrapped up the second year of our Technology, Innovation, and Great Power Competition class, now part of our Stanford Gordian Knot Center for National Security Innovation. Joe Filter, Rajshah, and I designed the class to, one, give our students an appreciation of the challenges and opportunities for the United States in its enduring strategic competition with the People's Republic of China, Russia, and other rivals. And two, offer insights on how commercial technology, AI, machine learning, autonomy, cyber, quantum, semiconductors, access to space, biotech, hypersonics, and others, are radically changing how we will compete across all the elements of national power, for example, diplomatic, informational, military, economic, financial, intelligence, and law enforcement, our influence and footprint on the world stage. The return of strategic competition between great powers became a centerpiece of the 2017 National Security Strategy and 2018 National Defense Strategy. The 2021 Interim National Security Guidance and the administration's recently released 2022 National Security Strategy make clear that China has rapidly become more assertive and is the only competitor potentially capable of combining its economic, diplomatic, military, and technological power to mount a sustained challenge to a stable and open international system. And as we've seen in the Ukraine, Russia remains determined to wage a brutal war to play a disruptive role on the world stage. Prevailing in this competition will require more than merely acquiring the fruits of this technological revolution. It will require a paradigm shift in the thinking of how this technology can be rapidly integrated into new capabilities and platforms to drive new operational and organizational concepts and strategies that change and optimize the way we compete. The readings, lectures, and guest speakers explored how emerging commercial technologies pose challenges and create opportunities for the United States in strategic competition with great power rivals with an emphasis on the People's Republic of China. We focused on the challenges created when U.S. government agencies, our federal research labs, and government contractors no longer have exclusive access to these advanced technologies. The course included all that you would expect from a Stanford graduate-level class in the Masters of International Policy. Comprehensive readings, guest lectures from current and former senior officials and experts, and written papers. What makes the class unique, however, is that this is an experiential policy class. Students formed small teams and embarked on a quarter-long project that got them out of the classroom to one identify a priority national security challenge, and then to, two, validate the problem and propose a detailed solution tested against actual stakeholders in the technology and national security ecosystem. The class was split into three parts. Part one, weeks one through four, covered international relations theories, strategies, and policies around great power competition, specifically focused on the People's Republic of China, PRC, and the Communist People's Party, CCP. Part 2, weeks 5 through 8, dove into the commercial technologies, semiconductors, space, cyber, AI and machine learning, high-performance computing, and biotech. 
In between parts one and two of the class, the students had a midterm individual project. It required them to write a 2,000-word policy memo describing how a U.S. competitor is using a specific technology to counter U.S. interests and a proposal for how the U.S. should respond. These policy memos were reviewed by Tarun Chabra, the Senior Director of Technology and National Security at the National Security Council. Each week, the students had to read five to ten articles, and each week we had guest speakers on great power competition and technology and its impact on national power and lectures and class discussion. In addition to the teaching team, the course drew on the experience and expertise of guest lectures from industry and from across U.S. government agencies to provide context and perspective on commercial technologies and national security. Our class opened with three guest speakers, former U.S. Secretary of Defense James Mattis and the CIA's CTO and COO Nand Molchandani and Andy Macridis. The last class closed with a talk by Google ex-chairman Eric Schmidt. In the weeks in between, we had teaching team lectures followed by speakers that led discussions on the critical commercial technologies. For semiconductors, the White House coordinator for the CHIPS Act, Ronnie Chatterjee, and the CTO of Applied Materials, Om Nalamasu. For commercial tech integration and space, former Defense Innovation Unit, DIU Director, Mike Brown, and Brigadier General Bucky Butow, Director of the Space Portfolio. For artificial intelligence, Lieutenant General retired Jack Shanahan, former director of the Joint Artificial Intelligence Center. And for synthetic biology, Stanford professor Drew Endy, president of BioBricks Foundation. The third part of the class was unique, a quarter-long team-based project. Students formed teams and developed hypotheses of how commercial technologies can be used in new and creative ways to help the U.S. wield its instruments of national power. And consistent with our Gordian Knot Center classes, they got out of the classroom and interviewed 20-plus beneficiaries, policymakers, and other key stakeholders testing their hypotheses and proposed solutions. At the end of the quarter, each of the teams gave a final Lessons Learned presentation and followed up with a 3,000 to 5,000 word team written paper. By the end of the class, all the teams realized that the problem they had selected had morphed into something bigger, deeper, and much more interesting. Team 1. Climate Change The original problem statement was what combinations of technologies and international financial relationships should the U.S. prioritize to mitigate climate change? Their final problem statement? How should the U.S. manage China's dominance in solar panels? We knew that these students could write a great research paper. As we pointed out to them, while you can be the smartest person in the building, it's unlikely that one, all the facts are in the building, and two, you're smarter than the collective intelligence sitting outside the building. Team 2. Networks. The original problem statement was, how might we implement a ubiquitous, secure, global access to the internet in order to help circumvent censorship and authoritarian regimes? Their final problem statement? How can we create an open, free internet and maintain effective lines of communication in Taiwan in preparation for potential invasion? By week two of the class, students formed teams around a specific technology challenge facing a U.S. government agency 
and worked throughout the course to develop their own proposals to help the U.S. compete more effectively through new operational concepts, organizations, and or strategies. Team 3. Acquisition Their original problem statement was, how can the U.S. Department of Defense match or beat the speed of great power competitors in acquiring and integrating critical technologies? Their final problem statement morphed to, how can the U.S. Department of Defense deploy alternative funding mechanisms in parallel to traditional procurement vehicles to enable and incentivize the delivery of critical next-generation technology in under five years? We wanted to give our students hands-on experience on how to deeply understand a problem at the intersection of our country's diplomacy, information, its military capabilities, economic strength, finance, intelligence, and law enforcement, and dual-use technology. First, by having them develop hypotheses about the problem. Next, by getting out of the classroom and talking to relevant stakeholders across the government, industry, and academia to validate their assumptions. And finally, by taking what they learned to propose and prototype solutions to these problems. Team 4. War Games Their original problem statement was the U.S. needs a way, given a representative simulation, to rapidly explore a strategy for possible novel uses of existing platforms and weapons. This then morphed into their final problem statement. Strategic war games stand to benefit from a stronger integration of AI plus machine learning, but are struggling to find adoption and usage. How can this be addressed? We want our students to build the reflexes and skills to deeply understand a problem by gathering first-hand information and validating that the problem they are solving is the real problem, not a symptom of something else. Then, students begin rapidly building minimum viable solutions, policy, software, hardware, etc., as a way to test and validate their understanding of both the problem and what it would take to solve it. Team 6. Disinformation. The original problem statement was that disinformation is a national security threat. The final problem statement became the U.S.'s ability to close the disinformation response kill chain is hampered by a lack of coordination between U.S. government agencies, no clear ownership of the disinformation problem, and a lack of clear guidelines on public-private ownership. Our other goal of the class was to continue to validate and refine our pedagogy of combining a traditional lecture class with an experiential project. We did this by tasking the students to, one, use what they learned from the lectures, and two, then test their assumptions outside the classroom. The external input they received would be a force multiplier. It would make the lecture material real, tangible, and actionable, and we and they would end up with something quite valuable. Team 7. Quantum Technology The original problem statement was, China's planned government investment in quantum dwarfs that of the U.S. by a factor of 10. And that morphed into their final problem statement. The U.S. quantum ecosystem does not generate enough awareness of opportunities to pursue careers in quantum that could catalyze industry growth. We knew we were asking a lot from our students. We were integrating a lecture class with a heavy reading list with the best practices of hypotheses testing from Lean Launchpad, Hacking for Defense, and i 
but I've yet to bet wrong on pushing students past what they think is reasonable. Most rise way above the occasion. Team 9. Lithium-Ion Batteries The original problem statement was, Supply and production of lithium-ion batteries is centered in China. How can the U.S. become competitive? Their final problem statement changed to, China controls the processing of critical materials used for lithium-ion batteries. To regain control, the DOE needs to incentivize short- and long-term strategies to increase processing of critical materials and decrease dependence on lithium-ion batteries. All of our students put in an extraordinary amount of work. Our students came from a diverse set of backgrounds and interests, from undergraduate sophomores to fifth-year PhDs. In a mix including international policy, economics, computer science, business, law, and engineering. Some will go on to senior roles in state, defense, policy, or other agencies. Others will join or found the companies building new disruptive technologies. They'll be the ones to determine what the world order will look like for the rest of the century and beyond. Will it be a rules-based order where states cooperate to pursue a shared vision for a free and open region, and where the sovereignty of all countries, large and small, is protected under international law? Or will it be an autocratic and dystopian future coerced and imposed by a neo-totalitarian regime? This class changed the trajectory of many of our students. A number expressed newfound interest in exploring career opportunities in the field of national security. Several will be taking advantage of opportunities provided by the Gordian Knott Center for National Security Innovation to further pursue their contribution to national security. This course and our work at Stanford's Gordian Knott Center would not be possible without the unrelenting support and guidance from Ambassador Mike Mafal and Professor Rita Catilla, GKC founding facility and principal investors, and the tenacity of David Hoyt, Gordian Knott Center Assistant Director. Lessons learned. We combined lecture and experiential learning so our students can act on problems, not just admire them. The external input the students received was a force multiplier. It made the lecture material real, tangible, and actionable. Pushing students past what they think is reasonable results in extraordinary output. Most rise way above the occasion. The class creates opportunities for our best and brightest to engage and address challenges at the nexus of technology, innovation, and national security. The final presentations and papers from the class are proof that will happen. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoyed the show. We would like to hear from you, so please send your thoughts to comments at clearshore.us or visit us at clearshore.us. If you would like this show delivered to you automatically, you can subscribe to the Clearshore Podcasts on iTunes. Wishing you all the best until next time.